Welcome back to Ultiversal Q, your guide to the Ultimate Universe. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And this week on the 49th part of Ultiversal Q, we're covering... The End of the X-Men. And? And some Spider-Man. No. I forget which ones. I read them really quick last night, Luke. We're covering, we're covering Ultimate Comics Wolverine 1 through 4. You read that, right? Oh, God, yeah. And then we're covering the rest of Ultimate Comics X-Men, which is 23 through 33. And, yeah, there's not a lot of story in Ultimate Comics Wolverine. Nope. Uh, it was written by Colin Bunn with pencils by David Messina, inks by Gary Erskine. And Gitano Carlucci with color by Javier Tartaglia and letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And really the whole thing is, in the past, Wolverine was apparently helping S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while, even though I don't know how this fits into, like, the backstory that we've already established with him. Uh, but basically, was some crazy ass assassin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was hunting down people sometime after he had initially fucked Wolver er, after he had initially fucked Magneto's wife Magda and had been a member yeah it really does not make sense chronologically anyway he's part of a shield team they're hunting down a group uh, connected to the mother vine and mother vine is part of a secret organization that essentially activates kids mutant powers because they're sleeper cells they went and found a bunch of women who they gave the mother vine serum to and wolverine considers this to be important to him personally because he's sort of the father of all mutations and the other person working to fight it was magna magneto's ex-wife mother of quicksilver and scarlet witch and also we find out through a really long and roundabout way she is also jimmy wolverine's son's mother and so in the present uh jimmy and black box found a secret message that uh reactivated mother vine and so jimmy wanted to go find out what was going on that box had been wolverine's bequeathment to jimmy there was a weird ass secret thing in it so jimmy sets off to find out what's going on with mother vine and ends up running into Quicksilver, who's like, hey, I need your blood, you're my brother, and, uh, yep. this is going to restore mutants. And Jimmy's like, yeah, but you activated a teen girl who releases a flesh-eating virus, that's not great, I don't want to do this. So Pietro throws him in jail, Jimmy escapes with Black Box, and Pietro's like, hey, I just need your blood. I don't really give a shit. And then Magda shows up and shoots Pietro. And she's like, hey, that's all. I I'm out of here again. Bye, horrible sons. And so Jimmy's like, yeah, Magda's not really my mom. And Wolverine isn't really my dad. But I get to be Wolverine now. Uh, Jimmy thinks that because he was raised adopted. Mm -hmm. just to make that clear and then pietro wakes up in a room where lady king the conqueror is for whatever reason 
Some good stuff, Luke. And if I recall, it was the book that was billed as the book that was going to shake the Ultimate Universe family tree. Luke, do you think it did that? In the same way that, like, the wind rustles the leaves? There we go. I'm feeling sassy and hungry. Because we're recording at a different time tonight than we normally do. But, uh, let us go and rank this story. How you feel about that? Uh, pr- not very great, Luke. You you don't want to rank it? Oh, no, no, no. That was more of how I feel about the story. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we currently have a list of 173 stories on our list. Yeah, this is really just a bunch of nothing in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking down at like the like Mark Millar loves to give us a bunch of nothing, but at least in a fun way sometimes. Who does? Mark Millar. I mean, yeah, but this isn't yeah, this is a totally different type of nothing. How do you feel about? No, that's it? what I'm saying. Yeah, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate X Men Magical? Um, that this was the one. worse. Okay, a lot worse or a little worse? Yeah, a little worse. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to the Ultimate Marvel team of Spider-Man Daredevil Punisher where the art was really the only redeeming thing? This is better. Alright, so our new number 154 on the list is Ultimate Comics Wolverine Legacies. And then we have a one-shot called Stormfront, written by Brian Wood, with pencils by Carlo Barbary, inks by Don Ho, colors by Jesus Abertov, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And really it's answering the question that nobody was asking, which is, where was Storm between the time that she was sort of the only voice for mutants in the camp, and then the Sentinels attacked? Because I did not remember that she just sort of vanished. Me neither. In between there, it turns out, after Colossus snapped that guy's neck, they went to the Rockies, but then uh, Storm wanted to stay there forever, and Colossus was like, no, I can't do this. So, on her own, she got captured, sent to the second mutant camp, which is where she met Blackheath, the plant-controlling guy, and then joined the Revolution. And Storm wants to know what happened to Colossus. She tried to find out if he took the cure, but he didn't. And now that she got her freedom a second time, she's ready to join Utopia or fight for it or whatever. It it really does not make a lot of sense. Not in the slightest. Though, you know what I did find out today? What? Do you know who Blackheath is the ultimate version of? No. Wetman! Who? The, I think, mostly Iron Man villain, Plant Man. You know. This is when it's time for some Googling. Samuel Smithers. Brother of Waylon? No. Oh, that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, super obscure. 
And uh, yeah. he apparently started initially as Blackheath, because that's a London name, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It is, Luke. Yeah, but it's also something that the Plantman Wikipedia page does not even mention him under the alternate versions of Plantman, because nobody was reading Ultimate Comics at this point. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Or they will, but it's just Miles. Yeah, and even... Though. Hence why Miles got to make the jump what no one else did. Well, no, uh, Cullen Bunn, if I remember correctly, does bring Jimmy Hudson back. That actually does sound right. It happened in, like, the X-Men Blue and Gold reboot before Dawn of X, where he just pulls in a bunch of, like, alter-universe X-Men, apparently. Oh, now the Ultimate Universe is back, anyhow. Yeah, but we don't Because really. nothing matters. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know what does matter in this wild world we live in? Yeah, Ranking no Stormfront. I think it's better than... No, I, I don't know if it's better than Legacies or not. I mean, it's shorter. But also, I will not remember what has happened. No, 100% not. Also, this came out in like 2011 and shared a name with a popular Nazi website or a popular fascist website, which, weird choice. Good times. Good times! Uh, how do you feel about this compared to Ultimate Comics Wolverine Legacies? Worse. A lot or a little? Uh, a little. Okay, I think it's shorter than Cable, which is definitely in its advantage. How does it compare to Ultimate Comics Avengers Next Generation? Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun. That's the first Millara reboot with uh, yeah. Ultimate Red Skull. Once again, it is shorter. Yeah, this is better. Yeah. I, I think I'd put it right under Spider-Man Daredevil Punisher, because at least I'll remember the art for that every time. Yeah. Thanks, Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh So our new number 156 on the list is Ultimate Comics X-Men 23 Stormfront. And we then get into the final two arcs of the series, the first of which is 24 through 28, Natural Resources, written by Brian Woodworth, pencils by Mahmoud Azrar, inks by Juan Vlasco, colors by Jordi Belair, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And Jordi Belair does a excellent job coloring. That he did. She. Actually, let me double check their pronouns. I believe she uses she. Yes, they did. That's where Luke will just edit in that. <laughs> yep. But I will also have to double the amount of time we talk about Plant Man. That's fair. Tell us more about Plant Man, Luke. Uh, he appeared in a Marvel Adventures 
series that I remember. And yeah. also there was like some event that started with all the Avengers fighting Plant Man. I don't remember which one it was though. Mm. I think it actually might have been a Hickman thing. That sounds right. It's going to be anyone. Yeah. Anyways, uh, using mutant powers, Kitty and the Utopian mutants have uh, basically rebooted Utopia. It's got a climate. Uh, Rogue is hanging out with the sentient seed, which is now making plants to take care of all of them. Mach 2 and her shitty team are still out there. And uh, Psylocke, who is not actually Psylocke, is manipulating them in a really unclear way. And Jean Grey, who's still hanging out in Tian, is like, yeah, I don't like this. Especially because she's no longer able to use her weird sub, uh, in terms of a sub and dom relationship, mutant barbered. To check it out. And also in Washington, D.C., for whatever reason, politicians are able to pass a bill that immediately declassifies mutants as humans, so they become property of the government because all mutants are government byproducts. I have no idea how it, how that passes. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. They're just like, well, President America's not here anymore, and I guess they're going to be busy doing their own shit, so. Who even was Vice President? Well. Remember how the, the future president was a, was a Ghost Rider? The Vice President? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, got... saying our, our, no I'm saying our future president. Yeah, someone tried to argue and was like, it's not technically Joe Biden. I was just like, no, you, you can just shut up. Right? He's he's Shadow Obama's uh, vice president. It very well fits into the narrative of uh, Onion Era Joe Biden. So, Well, that was also the time, too, where the Ultimate Universe was kind of trying to, or at least depict the... Mm world in real time yeah and then hickman's like hey i killed obama anyways uh yeah mach 2 still has her shitty team and uh gene gray who is no longer karen grant who as a quick recap for those of you who might just be joining for whatever reason nick fury sent a team of mutants along with hawkeye to go check out the seer the Southeast Asian Republic that was formed after a massive destabilization caused by Tony Stark's brother. And then the mutants were like, hey, uh, we're going to stay here. I'm going to become best friends with these two Zorns. And then both the Zorns died, and so somehow Jean Grey, being the most Karen possible, decided to take over this Asian country by herself. And, uh, yeah, now she's really just frustrated that mutants are able to live and survive in a place that does not belong to her. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, meanwhile, is like, hey, Warpath, uh, your main point here is to be another guy I can talk to because we're both gruff and buff. It's dumb that you have to listen to a 14-year-old who wants to destroy this piece. And he's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, well, if you give me this gun that uh, Mach 2 stole from Kitty, 
you guys can come back, we can be defense bros. And so Warpath presents the idea, Maku is upset about it, and Psylocke is like, yeah, you are. I want you to be upset about this so people don't trust you. I'll return the gun. Psylocke's entire thing here just makes no sense. It's, it's literally trying to be a, I've been pulling the strings the entire time, and they just never sell it, even in the art. Nope. Well, and even beyond that, too, it's just like, you've been a nothing character for so long. You were literally dead, yeah. and we were fine with that, and then you came back, and I think most of us were just willing to say, oh, I guess editorial forgot about how she died. Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, Jean has come in, and she is hiding from everyone that she is Jean. And Kitty's like, you know what really sucks? Tion! They think they're so great, and that everyone wants to go there, but why are they living on rocks in the sky? What's up with that? Sure sucks at Tion. And meanwhile, General Ross, who also presumably died years ago but then we found out that no his death was a fake because they kept wanting to use him it's like yeah i've got these orders to attack utopia i understand what history books are and how i will go down in them in a bad way if we uh launch this attack so we're going to basically wait for them to attack us and Psylocke's like yeah I, you aren't going to get to do that so Psylocke takes over or so general ross delivers the news that they have to go and capture uh utopia to kitty pride and she's like yeah that's really dumb i want to talk to the president captain america's not around anymore and psylocke ends up controlling a sniper to shoot at kitty she survives and ross is like shit we gotta do this now and so gotta psylocke, shoot my shot yeah and so psylocke gets mock 2 to return to unite everybody for reasons, and Kitty's like, alright, well, we're going to be fighting for our survival, but we really don't need to fight too hard, we're mutants, they don't want to do this, as far as I can tell from Ross, and we're in the right here. And so Psylocke's like, hey, Jimmy, I'm controlling you, for whatever reason, even though I made this whole thing about needing to get a favor from you. Uh, so, you, no, you're going to just go full-on uh, jungle warfare on these guys, guerrilla warfare. And so Psylocke controls a soldier to go in and start the fight. So the mutants have to fight. And then Jean Grey's like, hey, I'm still here, bitch. And they get into a fight. Psylocke is tied to Mothervine somehow, but we never find out and it doesn't really matter. And Psylocke's like, hey, you're, you think you're a great telepath. Well, I'm going to command your weird sub bird boyfriend to come down and uh or to go back home and leave you alone and instead gene's like yeah no that didn't work uh so farbird attacks psylocke and gene's able to knock her out and essentially kill her and she's like well good job stopping me gene but you're going to accomplish what i wanted to do which was destroy the mutant nation and meanwhile the soldiers accidentally lit everything on fire and uh whoopsie doodles yeah and then as soon as psylocke dies everyone's like what are we doing and ross is like yeah you need to stop i've been yelling at you to stop for a while 
and the mutants who were really willing to fight were like, oh, we were also being controlled. Whoopsie doodles. Also, In during my the fight, house, we called them uh-ohs. And then, like, during the fight, Storm got shot and Blackheath got really upset and started attacking. And then Storm's like, oh, I like a guy who gets really upset when I, uh, when I get shot. So we should date. And also, he should know that Colossus is gay and is never going to be into me. Super true. Mm -hmm. And so Gene's like, well, I guess that ends the war. Firebird, go home and activate Project Supersonic. And then Gene goes back into the camp and Kitty's like, yeah, we knew it was you the entire fucking time. Like, the art never changed too high that you were Gene Grey. You just thought you that you did something. But the sentient seed told us that you were Jean. We tried to welcome you here. And instead, you want us to all move to your weird segregated society, which isn't great. You're a despot. Fuck you. And Jean's like, well, I guess I made an oopsie doodle. I'm going to murder all of you. And that's the end of Natural Resources. The end. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a weird mess. The Psylocke stuff doesn't work. Uh, especially because we still never find out anything about her, and I doubt we'll actually find anything else about Mother Vine. Oh, probably not. And, like, I think if there was a more competent team, it could have worked. But also... But they didn't. Yeah, and also Jean's just... <laughs> Flip into complete villain mode makes no sense. No, 100%. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, there's some good bits in here. Uh, for the weird fetish crowd, Rogue is in a jungle bikini most of the time because she's in a relationship with a sentient seed. But, like, I, I have no idea... The the story did not accomplish what it was trying to do. It did not. But uh, how badly did it But not... do you know what story did accomplish what it was trying to do? What? Persona 5. I finished... Bam. I finished the main quest. I'm whatever's in Royal Edition now. Nice. So you killed it... God. I did. Nice. Yeah, it's it's very JRPG there at the end, where it's just like, it's the Holy Grail! It's the summation of all desires! Also, if you've never played a new Persona game, you wouldn't know that Igor had a weird voice. Oh, 100%, and quite cheerfully, I like old Igor's voice better. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, someone who had tweeted on Twitter and was like, well, the voice for Igor is different in this game, and then... Like, because they're a nerd personality, there was like 20 people going in being like, well, that's because it's not actually Igor, and just spoiling that weird uh, advancement in the game. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah, fucking nerds. Fucking nerds. So you, uh, in, uh, so you kept going on with the relationship with a uh, new character? Yes. I'm trying to. We're now in the new thing. I think that's when I can romance her. I mean, in the other one, you were able to romance, like, just before everything went to complete hell. Yeah. 
You couldn't romance before. I think you can only romance her after. Hmm. Because big revelations on her just came out. Nice. Well, based on your experiences with that, are you interested in trying the other ones? Yes. Which my Ruben has the fourth one for the PS Vita, so I might just borrow that. Yeah, four is really good. I think the start is somehow a lot slower. But it's a lot more... The only thing I wasn't a huge fan of, I was not as big a fan that everyone is connected to Shido. Fair. Like, like what what is Madarame? What is him, like, faking art benefit the man who's trying to take over the country? Like, the mob, sure, whatever, but... I mean... Some of them, it's just like, eh, I don't know. He is shitty man exploiting people for... I can't... No, I know. But even, like, the fact that, like, Sojuro magically knew him from that time that he worked for the government, and that's the only time that is really brought up. He just wants to make coffee and curry. Oh, that's what he wants to do now, which means it's just, like, let the man eat coffee, make his coffee and curry. He has horrible shits. Probably. Probably. No, uh, yeah, uh, four is a murder mystery series, which is very good. That's what I've heard. And it's very Lynchian, so I think you will enjoy it. It also handles queerness much, much better. Ah, yes. Than five did. Yes. Where it's just like, oh, the only gay people are incredibly homophobic stereotypes. Yeah, and try to assault Ryuji. Mm-hmm. Also, once again, Ryuji, voice of reason. Love him. Because <laughs> everyone's just like, oh, Akechi-san was evil, but oh, but he was kind of good at the end. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm sad that he's dead. Ryuji, nah, fuck him. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Ryuji <laughs> knows what's up. <laughs> oh. Nice. All right, well, is that also, why don't I share my money with any of the other team members? <laughs> you have poor Yusuke basically just trying to, like, fend for scraps, and here I am, almost two million yen. Because Yusuke wants to live in a dumpster to inspire his art because he's read too much of bad art Twitter. That's probably true. Or like that time when, or the Christmas, when you're trying to get the Christmas turkey... But Sojuro says, I don't have enough money. And again, here I am, sitting with two million yen. Could easily afford that Christmas turkey. You need that to buy guns. You already have all the max guns, at least for the final boss. Well, you guns, just keep though. cruising around Mementos, just running things down with your car. <laughs> yeah, that is something that they changed from the previous game, where it's like, you can run into the Grim Reaper, but it's a lot easier to get away into the previous game. Is like, if you're spending too much time, death will come after you and you will be fucked. I killed those, that Grim Reaper, yeah. Though still not as hard as 3, which had permadeath, if the Reaper got you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, I, ki- I killed that Grim Reaper. Nice. But then I went up like 5 levels. That was a good day. Very nice. I have been watching through Hunter x Hunter. Nice. Or Hunter Hunter, technically. 
because I found out the X is just a stylistic choice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm it's... trying to finish Persona by Thursday. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> I think that's viable. I, uh... Because PS5 coming. Ah, that's right. Yeah, I have been... That new Miles uh... content. I have been playing, uh... A lot more uh, Animal Crossing recently because they now have the November updates in. So I'm uh, getting mushrooms. I'm making a uh, party boat to unveil for the birthday party on my Animal Crossing island. And I finally joined Nookazan, which is the big trading online depot. And it's like, oh, hey, I no longer have to wait for Crazy Red to appear once a week and hope that he has something. I can use up this massive pool of money and uh, points that I have and just trade them for people. Also, that economy is fucking wild. Nice. The biggest thing is that the, like, secondary currency uh, Nook Mile tickets, they're really easy to earn, but the problem is, like, getting each individual one is like a 10-second process. With multiple mm -hmm. clicks, and it's like, I see why people really wish that it was easier to get these. Because someone was like, hey, I have this thing you want, but it's going to cost you 30 Nook Mile tickets. And I was like, I don't want to wait and get all those tickets out. For your lives to be over? Yes, also, Hunter x Hunter is good if you got the HBO Max and you want a limited anime series that's fighting. Uh, it's good. It goes into nice. weird places. It's sort of the equivalent of someone being like, yeah, we consider martial arts to be an art, like cooking, or painting, or writing. And so you can kill people with all those things. It's great. Nice. Anyways, uh, we need to rank this. This has been our probably last Persona 4 moment. Or Persona 5 moment? Mm-hmm. So where do we want to rank natural resources? Is it better or worse <laughs> than the second part of the Nick Spencer X-Men run? Mm, I think it's better. Yeah, I think it's better too. Like there's some payoff. I mean, as confusing of a mess as it is, it tries to accomplish some things um i think we could comparatively put it up against the ultimate marvel team up spider-man and wolverine the first issue of ultimate marvel team up yeah uh like put it right under that right above phoenix yeah that sounds good so our new number 150 is ultimate comics x-men 24 through 28 natural resources and then last, we have World War X, which is once again written by Brian Wood, with pencils by Alvaro Martinez, inks by John Lucas, colors by Chris Sotomayor, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So, the Supreme Court decides that mutants are people after all. They're only human after all. Ah, uh, Colossus shows up with his new boyfriend, who is a human. And Tony Stark is like, hey, uh, the sentient seed is back, bitch. I'm going to share it with all of the world. 
And then Mach 2 is just sitting, being bored because she does not have a gun to shoot things when a bomb is dropped on them. And the art for this is awful. Oh, yeah. It's just incredibly unclear what is happening here. And it does not work. Uh, anyways, the bomb explodes, releasing a herbicide that starts to kill the sentient seed. And so Mach 2 and the sentient seed capture Farbird, who had dropped it. And Katie's like, well, I guess we're going back into war, bitch. Meanwhile, Derek and Liz, who came to Tian with Jean so long ago, are like, so hey, uh, what what is going on? You're kind of doing a lot of evil things. And Jean's like, I'm not doing anything evil. I'm just going to plan to force Utopia to all have to come to Tian. And I'm using the secret weapons that the Zorns apparently developed to do it, including this entire army that I have. And if you've got a problem with it, you can go and fuck off. Because Jean Grey really just goes full-on Karen here. She even has the Karen haircut. Oh, very much the Karen haircut. So, Jean sends in her army... And meanwhile, Jimmy's like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to stay around here in Utopia anymore because I can't stab anybody. Also, call me James now. And uh, so he goes off to Tian to join Jean, and Rogue is sad because the sentient seed is dying. So uh, the army from Tian appears, and Kitty's like, uh, yeah, I'm really bad at handling this entire situation. And Jean's like, well, why don't you step down? You can come here. And Kitty's like, ah, fuck you. And then Storm just murders all of the genetically designed army. And Jean's like, oh, wait, what? And yeah, it's it's yeah. weird. So she's like, okay, well, if I couldn't kill them with my army of essentially super fetuses that had souls and everything that i just sent to die because i thought they would surrender even though they have fought the fucking u.s military i guess i'm going to go on to the media and so she releases a pr statement where it's like hey you know how the government approved the mutants who are living in the desert and like they've earned their autonomy well i come from tian which is in asia I am an expat who took over this small Asian area that has no real legal authority, and they're terrorists. So stay out of the way, otherwise we will murder you. Good times. Yeah, uh, Magma, who was one of the mutants who helped to reshape Utopia, ended up making a secret underground Utopia. And it... It's, it's just, just like, like wow, because okay. what? There's like, what, like 15 of them in the first place? Well, no, there's more because people have been moving out there now. Oh, okay. But it is weird. Where do these mutants come from? It was but, illegal but exactly. to be a mutant. I mean, maybe they were put into camps and now they've gotten freed. Or it's just people who are humans who just are like, hey, I'd rather live in this utopia. I'll give up my U.S. citizenship. President America wouldn't allow for that, but he's not the pre he's not the active president anymore. You're right. How foolish of me. So escalating their prank war like Homer, Bart, and George W. Bush, or in George Bush, 
<laughs> Storm is like, hey, you know, be great. I'm going to create a typhoon over your entire nation. And Jean is like, oh, you got me too many times. I have to, we have to kill Kitty Pride. And Jippy's like, whoa. <laughs> trying to murder a nation is one thing, but trying to murder a girl who I slept with, that's another thing. So Jean tosses him into horny jail. Meanwhile, all of Utopia moves underground. And Kitty's like, hey, rogue, Jean... Uh, gave us a pamphlet that was like if uh if we surrender she'll she will uh cure the sentiency and rogue is like no tell that bitch to go fuck herself she killed my plant boyfriend blah, 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 blah. and then kitty's like okay well gene is making a lot of attacks on me personally that are tied to the nation so if i step down colossus can take over because look at this great muscly gay man he is also metal he murdered one person but it was justified he's our new leader he shall be our leader and then mach 2 was like hey colossus you're our new leader look at this thing we made we turned the actual land into a fucking railgun and it will be able to hit tian and glass is like nah so, Jean, who is bored because Storm has made it snow over Tian for like the past week or so, nonstop, is like, hey, hey, Jimmy, I know you're in a horny jail. Uh, guess what? I'm going to send you on a murderous rampage. And also, I'm going to make Farbird go and kill Storm. So, Jimmy rampages. Jean is like, hey, all of my people, go and murder Jimmy. Because I need another scapegoat to justify the shit that I'm pulling. And Jimmy gets overpowered because there is a bunch of mutants there. But then Storm is like, hey, Farbird, you're up here trying to kill me? Well, you know what happens when birds hit planes? The same thing that happens to everything else. And so she just pushes him into a plane and he dies. Also in horny jail. So, in her grief... She's like, I've got Jimmy back, but I guess I have to kill him because they killed Farbird. And Liz is like, uh, that's, that's really fucked up. I know I haven't said anything else except, like, one or two things an issue ago. And I'm just a normal teenage girl who was friends with Spider-Man and then got recruited to Nick Fury's Secret Shield mutant team. And remember how I had a brother who disappeared... And, yeah, anyways, I'm not down with this. And Jean calls them traitors. And that's when, uh, back in Utopia, Colossus is like, Hey, here's our new Deus Ex Machina character, Pixie. She can teleport. Also, she's immune to telepathy. We're going to get these people out before we start rail gunning these floating islands in the sky. So Pixie rescues Liz, Derek, and then starts getting all of the other mutants out of there. And Kitty's like, hey, I'm here now. Let's fucking fight now. And uh, also, Blackheath, it turned out, found out that the sentient seed is now no longer sentient. It has lost the sentient, so it's just a big old seed now. Which, they never mentioned what happens to, like, the ones that Tony Stark was planting. Like, do those have separate sentences, or will they all be part of the same thing? I'm sure it's fine, Luke. 
Yeah, we gotta get some more people into horny jail. Uh, so back in Tian, uh, Kitty and Jean are fighting, and Jean is like, Hey, I can go super dense now because that's the opposite of phasing, so you can't really do shit to me. Also, Tian really sucks because Utopia is something that we earned and we built with our own hands and we made it welcome to everybody. And Tian is some fucking garbage that was made by people who you have no real association with that you took over and it's floating islands of the sky and you will not allow humans here. And Jean's like, yeah, that's, that's not a problem. The problem is that you aren't on my side. So then Jimmy recovers, but Jean's like, hey, you don't get to recover. I'm going to knock both of you out. She knocks them both out. And then she's trying to figure out where Derek and Liz went so she can gloat about her victory. And that's when the railguns start to uh, hit. And Pixie nope. tries to evacuate. Uh, and Pixie goes and gets Kitty and Jimmy out. But then when she returns, she gets knocked unconscious and we don't see what happens to her in the end. And Storm, for whatever reason, is like, I guess I can't allow Jean Grey to die. And so, two weeks later, Jean started living in Utopia. She now has limits on her powers. And Kitty did nothing wrong. The end. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Storm like, should have been like, or rather, the rest of Utopia should be like, now we're going to turn over... Jean Grey to like the US government or something to be processed for war crimes. Let's turn Jean Grey over to the Southeast Asian governments that are now happy to get all their land back. Yeah. I think it's better than natural resources because you can follow what's going on here. Yeah. And I mean, at least they followed a path of Jean Grey's shitty ass uh, escalation. Yeah, even though if it didn't make sense how we got here in the first place, but yes. No, no, it was literally just, Jean Grey kind of got bored. Yeah. And oh, also... Here I go, kill him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they had done any establishing, it would have been better. How do you feel about it compared to Ultimate X-Men 89 Shadow King, which was similarly a, we need to wrap up this plotline that nobody wants to handle? Uh, honestly, I would say this is worse than Shadow King. You do. Uh, how much do you remember about Shadow King? Actually, a decent amount. I I like this better. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Extracurricular? I don't remember what that one is. Oh, Devin. Uh, that's the one where Doug Ramsey... Uh, oh. Uh, this is worse. Yeah, that's the one where Doug's friends think that he's a narc. Yeah, uh, this is worse. Uh, aftermath. We just had a big old block of bad X-Men stories. Uh, that's Hell yeah. the... Uh... Yeah, go on, Luke. Uh, yeah, that's the one where they had to deal with all of the uh, dark timeline stuff and the Church of Shi'ar Enlightenment and Oh, that's there. Uh, I would say this is better. Better. I mean, we'll at least remember World War X, where yeah. the night Jean Grey went crazy. 
Got Railgun to Distortion. Could have set this up a long time, but it wasn't even by Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, that wasn't much better. Anyways, that brings us up to 177 stories. The top is Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and the bottom is The Ultimates 3, numbers 1 through 5. Good times. Not really mm-hmm. at the bottom, though. No. Yeah, Abby's like, have fun reviewing bad comics. So it's like, ah. They, they used are, to be good. They're poorly executed comics. Yep. Like a you know, we've hit the, we've hit the more... point where, what's his name, is uh, starting to phone it in. The right, bend. Oh, yeah, the yeah. bend. Yeah. Also, you shouldn't feel afraid to say that uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse is a better Spider-Man story than what Bendis wrote for the initial Miles stuff. And also, there is not a good Miles Morales-focused story in existence yet that is not done better than in Enter the Spider-Verse. Oh, I'd agree with that. Yep. People well, actually, maybe was... we'll see come Thursday. Yeah, but that's not a comic. Yeah, anyways. Neither's Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's not true. There has been comics, though not yet focused on Miles, from the game universe. So we've had about four or five miniseries that follows the PS4 Spider-Man game, which actually have all been pretty good. Okay. Well, uh, that wraps us up for this week. Uh, next week, on a birthday-related episode of The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage, we are going to be uh, doing Mom and Dad, which features Grant Morrison in it. I love recent non-binary, out-of-the-closet person Grant Morrison. Luke claims Graham Morrison is in it. I can't ever really say that I know what they look like for me to confirm that. Yep. Uh, but you know what we are covering on the 50th part of the Ultimate Universe? <sighs> we have some Spider-Man now that we're out of this territory and probably some Ultimates again. Mm-hmm. And also Ultimate Iron Man, where we will find out what happened to Ultimate Iron Man. For real this time! For reals? Connor for reals. It's going to be by the guy who was like, hey, I love the military. I love war crimes. Who kind of blew up his career. Nathan Edmondson. Anyways, Devin, where can people find you online? Uh, You can find me online at Fred Effett. This is F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G or at LukeHair.com. Also, if you've been trying to find The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage, uh, you can now actually find it on iTunes under that title. Uh, I renamed the Luke Care Podcast Project to use The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage name. So it's The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage and other podcasts. And uh, yeah. So that's it. My birthday's in two weeks on the 21st. It's going to be fun. On a bun. Or no, it's... It's going to be one week from when this comes out. And, like, six days, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm turning 31. It's horrifying. Neat. Mm-hmm. But now, I want to eat some dinner. So. 
Uh, Devin? Yes? What do we say at the end of almost every episode? Uh, catch you on that flip mode, yo. Peace. Peace.